Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. This episode of The No with Nikki Spo is brought to you by Toyota of North Miami. Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. All right, guys, you are listening to The Know, where it is not about knowing everything, but about coming to know ourselves. I am your hostess, Nikki Spolstra, and I am grateful that you're here where no topic is off limits. We are really going to turn up the heat here and spice things up a bit. That means we are talking about sex. Well, kind of, but before I introduce today's guest, I wanna remind you to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an update. And if you're loving the show, go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and a review so that other listeners know what to expect before tapping in. So today's guest, Kim Coffin, is a sex and empowerment coach. She is a best-selling author, a podcast host and teacher, and the founder of Get Your Sexy Back. She uses a trauma-informed, body-based approach and has worked as a coach for over 13 years and as an entrepreneur for over 26 years. Kim specializes in sexuality, tantric sex, and relationship transformation and helps singles and couples with coaching and tools for sexual confidence, self-love, pleasure, empowerment, and intimacy with themselves and others. Her mission is to create healthy sexuality with less shame and more pleasure not going to spend too much time warming us up today. We are just going to get right into it. All right. So let's get started with Kim Coffin. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. This has been, well, a highly anticipated conversation for me because, well, life, like we've literally been trying to make this happen forever and the day is finally here. I got to say the tension has been building. So all jokes aside, I'm intrigued. I'm so intrigued by you and your coaching mission. And I really want us to step into this place today where we are helping women feel like they can come home to themselves and to their sexualities and to whatever their life has for them. So thank you so, so much. I can't wait to just get started with this whole conversation. Yay, let's go. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited as well, because more women need to be more embodied and turned on in their lives. So absolutely. So I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't I don't know if it's my own trauma or what, but like I've always been keenly aware of my body and in touch with my sexuality, maybe to a fault. I don't I'm not really sure, but I've kept no secrets when it comes to women owning all that we are without leaving this part of ourselves out. And I think that, you know, society has done a really good job of making us feel to an extent, well, some of us feel that we have to like separate these two identities, right? Between this idea of, you know, the the Madonna versus the 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 Virgin. <laughs> Let's go all into it, right? Like why society has done this, how it's happened. You know, we can talk a little bit about how and why society is the way it is and why women we've we have this like this push and pull between the two. And we can spend time there if you want and you think it would be helpful. But I'm really interested in helping our listeners come out of that and come home to themselves and feel safe and secure in their own bodies so that they can bring that into their relationships, whether that's like their relationship with themselves or a relationship with a partner and just how they operate in the world. Because I think a woman tapped into her divine feminine is an unstoppable force. Yes. And you name that beautifully there in 
in needing to create that safety and security in their bodies so that they can step into their full power, into their full feminine, which down the road ultimately enhances their relationships because then our men, if we're in a male-female relationship, can step into their masculine and we can surrender into our feminine. And it's this beautiful, beautiful dance that so many of us are missing. So when we talk about like this divine feminine and this divine masculine, I don't know, like just from personal experience, does it start in the bedroom or is it like before that? Right. Like when I think of divine feminine and divine masculine, for me, I'm like, this is starts even before we get to the bedroom. I'm like, this is a way of life. And it comes from a lot of it is like kind of like computed into my brain. It's like software that's been put into my brain and my being of like the way that I was brought up or my beliefs about women in general, my beliefs about how men are supposed to operate all of these preconceived notions. So I don't think it starts in the bedroom. I think that is probably one of the last things to happen. But in your experience being a coach for all these years, what is that like? Like what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? For me, it starts in the body. It starts in your body. It starts about creating safety and trust and really, really learning how to come home in your body to the point that you know your pleasure. You know what turns you on in the bedroom and what turns you on out of the bedroom. You know without a doubt that this is a yes decision and this is a no because it's how you show up in the bedroom is how you're showing up in your life. If you are not asking for what you want, you don't know what you want, you're not asking to go pee in the middle, you're not saying, mm, that doesn't feel great. If you're not actually communicating and asking for what you need and setting boundaries in the bedroom, you're most likely not doing it in your life either. So it's both and. So first, for, for many, many people, because let's just go back, the majority of female identifying humans hold sexual trauma in their body. They just do. They just do from today's society, from the way we've been conditioned, the way we've been brought up from religion, from a bad pap smear, from birth trauma, from the way women are portrayed in porn, uh, right? All of these different perceived places, we are actually bringing in different pieces of trauma into our body. Every time we're penetrated and we weren't quite ready, we're actually creating more trauma in our body. Every time we say yes, when it wasn't 100% fuck yes, we're creating trauma in our body. I'm just thinking here and I'm remembering not even in a sexual way, like, but all the times in my life that I said yes and it wasn't a fuck yes. In my life, I'm not talking about the bedroom, guys. I'm talking about like what Kim is saying, where like how many times have I done that in the bedroom? Like, okay, like I'll have to really think about it. But like, I know for a fact in my bones that I've done so many things just in my life that was like a yes, but it wasn't a fuck yes. And that has, you know, turned into this trauma that she's talking about, even if it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny trauma. It's heavy. Right. It, it turns off our inner light. It turns off our inner core essence of who we are. It, it makes us dim our light. And this is our life force, which yeah. is also connected to the divine feminine, right? As a female identifying human, like our pelvic bowl, pussy, aka like entire pelvic bowl. Shout out to Regina Thomas Hauer, by the way. Have you, you know her, right? Oh, I've studied with Regina for we years. We love Regina. <laughs> I've okay. studied with her through masteries and creations and experiences for years. And then also, that's how I also met Layla Martin and studied under Layla Martin also for more years. Amazing. So pussy, which is not a bad word. No, it's about a reclamation of reclaiming who you are. Yes, it can be, you know, what is actually anatomically between our thighs, but it also is our core essence of who we are. It is the power center of being a woman. 
It is where we create life, but it is also where we create art. We create business. We create home, all of these places. So that is who we are at our core. And we're not living through our body because of lifetime, lifelong, ancestral, you name it. It keeps going on and on and on. Little, little traumas over and over and over. One of my trauma coaches likes to explain it this way. This helps people make sense. Like I'm sure everybody's had a pap smear where it hurt like hell. Yeah. Right. Like just like, damn, that hurt. Like once in a while, these things happen. So, but what happens is trauma doesn't have to be a big, huge event. It can be these little events. It's like if you work at a paper factory, you have a paper cut one day, eh, it hurts. It's no big deal. It's not going to take you out. You work at a paper factory and you get these paper cuts over and over and over every single day, 20,000, whatever it may be cuts, it festers and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And what I see is women on the whole end up, you know, going into relationships, having babies. Um, A lot of different trauma comes from birth, from not knowing what they like, what they don't like, you name it, everything adds up. And all of a sudden, women's pleasure disappears. They're not connected to what they actually probably never knew what they liked exactly. It's almost like we were both blindly going in the dark and hey, sometimes it felt good and sometimes it didn't for many. And eventually their body starts to shut down. And they don't feel as much. They feel less pleasure. Maybe they're feeling pain. Maybe they're feeling numbness. Uh, And then there's the relationship dynamic of resentment, all the different things that come into play in long-term relationships, right? And at the core, this was my story for years, you end up feeling exhausted, depleted, disconnected, unsure, doubting yourself, you name it. And it all comes down to really us truly not knowing who we are and reconnecting to the core essence of who we are. Yes. First, I just went to a really sad place when you were saying that. It like made me so sad. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so sad. You said it in a way that like when I'm hearing you say it, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's like the surface part of it, right? And then you elaborated. It really is about not knowing who you are. That's what it comes down to, right? When we're not asking for what we want, like that's like a surface level external thing, right? But what it comes down to is like not having, I don't know, what is it? Like the self-worth, the self, like the, the ability to even understand what you want. That Like you don't even know. It's like you're a mystery to yourself. And then how could you be expected to ask for what you want when one, you don't know yourself and what you do know of yourself is like misinformation about yourself. So like a story you've been told or like this happened to me and I had never really sifted through it. Exactly. That's like the last part of it, right? Yeah. So many women do what they're told they should do. What they should go to college, university, they should get married. They should look for this in a partner. They should have kids. And before they know it, they're in their 30s and they're like, is this it? Could be 40s. Took me till my 40s. I'll admit that. Right. And it's like, is this it? And no, there is not it. There's so much more. And what happens as we creep into our 30s and 40s, our trauma actually comes to a head. So if you have any sexual trauma, any bigger sexual trauma, anything, which, hey, 99% of the women out there also have crazy, right? It is ridiculous. And it eats at us. So about that, it's like, I've been really open on on the show about my history and experience with sexual abuse. And what's wild about that is like, when I started talking about it, everybody, I mean, I'm going to use the term me too, you know, and it's, I'm like annoyed to have to use it, but it's just, it really literally, quite literally was Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. It's everyone. It was unfortunately. Right. It's Evan. I've been in rooms with thousands of women, and all but like ten stand up. 
right for being sexually assaulted. And by the way, the men also are. Oh, they also are. It is really, it needs to stop. And I think because we do hide sexuality and shush it and put it under the carpet and keep it behind closed doors, this actually allows for more of a perpetuation of, you know, the shadow. Absolutely. Secrets. I always say that like keeping secrets is like keeping poison in your body. Like the more I talk about something, like the easier it is for me to release it, the more comfortable I become. Like if it's mentionable, it's manageable, right? Like if I can talk about it, if we can talk about it, like we can manage this. It's when you keep the secret and you let it eat. You said it. You said it when I, when I interrupted you. You were like, it eats at you. I'm like, it does. I'm like, I know it. It erodes at who you are. So let's talk about the flip side though, because there is so much possible for every single woman out there. And we don't know because it's not always shown to us. So that's what I specialize in. I don't think that we've had like excellent models over time, right? Of like what womanhood is supposed to look like. And here's the thing, right? Like shame on me for even saying it's supposed to look like. And I'm not saying it as like, what should we be? Like we should all be what Nikki Spo thinks or what, what Kim Coffin thinks. No, but it's almost like society and our ancestors right? Our mothers and our grandmothers and so on and so forth have just shown us like that, that generational education that we've gotten over the years, over the course of lifetimes of this is how you be a woman, right? And this is, and I'm not saying that this is just how you be a woman in general. I'm talking about like, for example, my mom didn't really show me what it meant to be a woman. Like my mom was an alcoholic and she wasn't really in herself and like fully present. So like I, I used to joke when I was dating like, oh, I never, nobody ever taught me how to be a woman. I just had to learn it on the fly, which is really, truly how I felt. But that meant for me, looking at what society deems as appropriate for women. That's, I was highly sexualized in my teens and 20s. It was the time of sexuality cells and all this stuff, you know, and what Hollywood was doing and what my friends were doing and what I saw other women and what I thought looked really, really glamorous and beautiful and whatever. In theory, I learned these things in the streets. You know, not by my own mother, but you think about all the women that are taught by their own mothers to be a certain way. And you're like, whoa, this ain't it either. This ain't it. All the shoulds. And before we know it, as women, we're put in this box and and it gets very stifling. That box gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's very, very stifling. And, you know, I also was sexually assaulted as a teenager and by my stepfather. And I told my mother and then I had a second betrayal where she believed me and then hours later did not. And I also did not deal with that until 30s, right? So as I came into my 30s, it was eating at me. It was literally eating me from the inside out. And and that's what happens. We actually, that's where the numbness comes in. That's where the lack of pleasure, that's where the doubting ourselves, shooting ourselves, should we do this or should we do this? I don't know, whatever you want. Like all of these behaviors. And then it leaves us exhausted, depleted, um, feeling that there's something wrong with us. And nothing is wrong with any of us, none of us. It is literally about coming back to the core essence of who you are, to that little toddler who would run through the sprinkler in the front yard naked and didn't give a shit who was watching, who was not eating those peas and who was not going to bed. That little toddler knew what she wanted and we do too. So when we can reconnect to our inner feminine, to our sacred pleasure, to pussy, to our pelvic bowl, What is possible is coming home to that essence of who we are, who we always were. And from there, oh my gosh, can we create the best life and the best relationships and have the best sex that you have ever imagined. 
You know, Kim, I'm hearing you talk and I'm thinking to myself a couple of things like the deep inner knowing that we talk about so frequently on this show. Um, you know, I didn't trust myself for so many years. I mean, I'm talking about like, I mean, and everybody deals with that to an extent, right? Like they don't trust their intuition. I was like, my intuition is doesn't exist. And then I started to realize, oh, I do have an intuition and I just ignored it for so many years right? And um, it took a long time for me to build that trust back up within myself to be like, okay, you have a resounding no in your body. And I don't know why I haven't the no, like it's just like the word N-O, right? Like not K-N-O-W, N-O. Like I just know that's going to be a no for me, dog. You know, and I remember second guessing myself like, but wait, why? There's no, there are no hard facts. There's no evidence. But people tell me I should. But like, it's a no, and I just need to like stick with that, right? You know, and I also want to talk about something, you know, because you mentioned the shutting down, and I think that there are so many women that do shut down. But like, what about the flip side? Because I don't know that as many women talk about this openly or are ready to admit, like the slut shaming and this, like the hoe phase that women go to. I mean, for me, I think that, you know, I experienced that really early on in my life. And in my experience, that was sort of like a reclamation right? Like there's certain bad things that happened to me when I was little. And then I went out into the world and I was like, well, fuck everybody. I'm going to do this on my terms, whether it's right or wrong. Right. And thus entered what might be perceived as the hoe phase. And that's not to necessarily say before everybody comes up, like, I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't give a fuck about how many people I've slept with or how many people you've slept with or whatever. But like my hoe phase was less of like a f- number of people and more of like the nature in which I went about it in my brain. Mm. Like the how. And there's two very different like kind of types of hoe phases. There, There's like a, the hoe phase where you're going and looking for something to complete you, that you need something to complete you and you need to, you're looking for something. And then there's the surrendering in words and simply being in your pleasure all day long in the bedroom out. There's a different energy to it. I love that you said that. And I think that there needs to be a differentiation. So let's let's like lean into that a little bit. There's a different energy. Whore, slut, all of these words. Yes, we're using them, throwing them at people, but they actually mean being in your pleasure. And I think it's important that we have that we actually take the, the moment to to consider like why we're doing the things we're doing. Because I do remember a time in my life where I wielded my sexuality almost like as a weapon. Like I I used it rather than like sitting with myself, right? Like where I'm going, I'm seeking attention. Maybe this feels good. Like this male validation feels good to me. So I'm just going to lean into this, even if there's like a hint or a glimmer of no in my body, but because it serves, it fills some kind of void that I'm trying to like, I'm just trying to fill it up, you know? Yeah. And that's different than like owning your shit. Owning really being in your pleasure and owning your pleasure. Which most of us are scared to do because it's a vulnerable space. It's scary. And we're not taught how to be present and how to be in our body. We're actually taught by society the opposite. Go, 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 do, 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 be in the masculine. So like the masculine, back to the masculine energy is do, 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 get done. Feminine energy is be, 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 surrender, being. So we're taught and, you know, the feminist movement had some really win-wins, right? Like we shifted and we got gained lots of different things. However, it went too far. The pendulum went way too far. I always far. say that. I always way too say far. that. And it put women in their masculine. And we don't need to be in our masculine. We need to come back to our feminine. 
come back to our body, come back to our safety and trust. But to do that does sometimes involve some trauma work, right? It involves us learning how to cultivate that safety and that trust and that deep inner knowing that does live within each of our bodies. And I will say, like, if I look at myself as under 10, I had heightened intuition, heightened, heightened, heightened intuition. There was things I knew that I shouldn't have known that I just knew, especially when I needed to, like medical emergency and I needed, long story, but stepmother would hide my inhalers kind of thing. And I knew exactly where she hid them, like intuitive hits. They were amazing. And yet it disappeared a lot in my 20s and 30s. And now reconnecting sacred feminine, reconnecting to pussy, listening to my body, listening to every single yes and every single no. You know, there's a no, it's a no. There's a maybe, it's a no. There's a yes, it's a no. It's not until we have a fuck yes, is it a yes? That's right. And really listening to my body, not my head on these decisions. What's happened is we've shifted back into more feminine and my intuition is like on point. So on point, it's scaring me again because it's so on point. My friend's like, you're such a freaking witch. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, check. Same girl. Yes. Yes. We're all women are witches. Witches weren't burnt. Women were burnt. And this is why I work with sexual energy. This is why I work with sexual healing because it is the biggest place that we have been disempowered as a woman in our body for thousands and thousands of years. And if we can reclaim the biggest place that we've been disempowered, we can come home fully into ourselves, fully in alignment, fully in truth with who we are, use our body as the intuitive witch it is, use and surrender into our sacred feminine and create the most exquisite relationships we've ever had and create a life from here. It's the way we're meant to be. It's the way that is easy. It is the way that feels good. And I just love how we just talked too, because like that was a whole cyclical talk around all of the masculine, feminine, sex, power, trauma, you name it. And we're back to, yeah, I'm like, who we are. I just wrote down, I want to, I don't, is it, can I call this episode power of the pussy? Can I? Please. Yeah. Because like it really is the life force, right? Your, yeah. Power of pussy, power of the pussy, your life force energy. Your power <laughs> of the pussy, your life force energy with Kim Kong. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break so I can thank our sponsor, Sauna Skin Studio, with their OG location in Wynwood and their additional locations in Fort Lauderdale and Coconut Grove. Okay, so the best way I can describe Sauna is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, Sauna's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I have had at Sauna has been a chance for me to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. This is why the sauna membership is so great. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial when booking at saunaskinstudio.com and additional incentives if you book a membership. I have absolutely loved my skin healing journey with Sauna Skin Studio. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you all about today's presenting sponsor in case you missed it. I am loving my new Toyota Tundra, which has really opened up a world of possibilities for me and has facilitated so many fun projects at home and is letting me go all the places. When shopping for a new car, Toyota of North Miami has to be at the top of your list. Toyota of North Miami is a Miami-based dealership that offers you a superior selection of new Toyota vehicles, as well as a large inventory of used vehicles and certified pre-owned Toyotas. 
Toyota of North Miami is conveniently located off of I-95, not far from North Miami Beach, and their storefront has more than 85,000 square feet of shopping space. With so much room, they always have more than 1,000 vehicles in stock at all times, including popular models like the Toyota Camry, Toyota RAV4, Toyota Corolla, and the Toyota Prius. There is a kid's room, so you know that made my life easier. And overall, their vehicle experts are kind, informative, and offer superior customer service. Right now, you can lease a new Toyota Corolla for just $79 a month and get free car washes for life. For life. Be sure to check out Toyota of North Miami for all of your car purchasing needs. Hay que tratar muy bien a los clientes y también ofrecemos free car washes for life. Free car washes for life? Free car washes for life! Lease a new Toyota Corolla for just $79 a month and receive free car washes for life. The masculine and feminine thing has been such a trip for me for so many years, you know, for me. And I know that other people ex are experiencing that. Like, I am a highly independent, capable, intelligent woman who has fended for myself for like my whole life. And I've been in do, 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 you know, and I'm not the only one, you know, nope. like and it's wild because it's like you teach people how to treat you almost. Right. I remember being like so capable and being like, I got this. And then I would attract people into my life that were like, oh, she's got it. I don't need to show up for her. We do it to our partners too. 100%, which was not allowing them to be in their masculine, which is causing a right, a, like a division right there. Exactly. But then there's like, what's the balance, right? Like, how do you train yourself out of the masculine and into the feminine? Like how? No, Kim, tell me seriously, how? The fastest way is through tantra and sacred sexuality that I've found. That sounds scary. Like, I, and I'm just no, saying like, it's I'm dramatic not. because, because like, I know that like that wasn't the ex the answer that I'm expecting to hear. So I'm like, our listeners are going to be like, what? That's scary, right? So seriously, that was not. I'm like, how do I get out of my masculine? You're like, tantric sex. I'm like, what? With yourself too. You can start solo. Like tantra is practice solo and with partner. It doesn't always have to be with partner. I started my journey on my own. I just started sweating. You started sweating? Oh, okay. okay. For those and of you that sometimes is where sometimes the trauma starts coming up, right? It's <laughs> actually the trauma and the societal conditioning that lives in our body that goes, oh, like, wow. I remember when I first started this work, I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to hell. That was the first instinct thought that came through my body. Conditioning. And I didn't grow up going to church every Sunday, but that was still in my body. You just said, listen, I consider myself like a sexually uh, peaceful, like in my peace, in my personal peace, sexually, like knowing person. And you said tantra sex. And I was like, boundaries up i'm like the boundaries the walls going up here i'm like so even somebody like me where i'm like okay no i am very secure in this space right i'm literally sweating and i'm like no i'm like stop stop it right now so i wonder if sacred sexuality word would feel better for you does sacred sexuality feel better for you than tantra no like push like push past it like let's get through the uncomfortable i'm gonna push through the discomfort they're both the same, right? Let's say that for the people who need to, to really like sub the word out. So it's sacred sexuality. I use the words tantra, sacred sexuality, sacred pleasure. I use them all interchangeably. And one of the first and foremost keys when working with me through tantra and sacred sexuality is you don't do anything that your body's saying no. Done. You can like lay there an entire practice while I guide you and do nothing. Totally okay. Interesting. Because you always, the whole point is not, as you said earlier, it's not about your truth. It's not about my truth. It's about their truth. So whoever you're working with, whoever's listening, it's about finding your truth. What is your truth? 
what feels good to you. And this is what, you know, I do as a coach is break it apart. Okay, cool. So you don't, you know, this feels uncomfortable. What part of it feels uncomfortable? Is it the getting naked part? Is it the being seen part? I was just about to say that something like that. It's not even just like a physical feeling good. Like, oh, does this touch feel good on your skin? Like, does it? No, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about like vulnerability. A lot, of, a lot of women are like, I don't have time for that. Okay, well, that would be one of your resistances because, to, right? That's a resistance coming up saying, nope, no time. Um, that's a resistance. It's, it's a brain, which is really cute. Our brains are so cute at trying to keep us safe based on past lived experiences. And society says, don't be a whore. So naturally, your brain's like, nope, no time, none. Walking away now, right? So time, um, don't want to be seen, big one. Don't want to be heard. All of these pieces around who we are, of taking up more space, taking too much time being selfish, spending you know a half an hour having a little meditation for yourself. Who are you to be, actually take the time out of your day? There's so much packed in there. So it, it's about slowing down and finding your truth and, and getting through the layers of resistance that show up for you because everybody has different resistances. Some are afraid to even do this work because what if their partner leaves them? Um, what? Yeah. Wouldn't their partner be too. like, fuck yeah. Boo, Some woo, of them. Woo. Some are afraid, what if I do this work because I might want to leave I might want to leave my partner. That's also a maybe. It's in there. It's a possibility. And you're right. You're gonna know very, very quickly if you're with the right partner or not. Oh my gosh, yeah, right? Like cause some there's some people out there that need women to stay small too, right? Like most people need women to stay small. But what they're missing is they're stuck in their own trauma and they're get getting almost off on a power trip, which isn't serving men either. Instead, when a woman can surrender into her feminine, into her body, and surrender to her male, if we're talking male relationships, partner, then the man can actually be in his masculine and actually have true, real, and he's or dominance, right? And, and use his and play with his masculine, not necessarily like BDSM per se, but just play in his energy of being the provider, of being the one who takes care of provides. And that's what the masculine is meant to do. So we're, we're missing this dynamic right now. And same goes for women if they're still looking for a partner. It's again, it comes actually down to surrendering into you and be, and really uncovering and excavating who you are. But I want to know like step one. Step one. Step one is what? Step one is saying yes. What if I don't want to say yes, right? Because we talked about it. What if I don't want to say yes? And you're ready? So I want you to check in for a second. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and breathe. And your head may be saying no. And I want you to take a deep breath all the way down to pussy. And what does she say? Let's go. Yeah. She said that is the only person you should be listening to because your body knows exactly what is best for you. It'll never forget any trauma, any pleasurable experience, any anything. And your brain is going to make up little stories to keep you safe based on past lived experiences and what society says. And your body always knows exactly what's best for you. So that's what I teach people how to do. Let's start with learning how to listen to your body. Let's start deciphering what's a yes, what's a no. Let's start cultivating some safety and trust in your body. And then let's start bringing in some pleasure. How does this feel? Is it a yes? Is it a no? And you can deepen slowly into sacred sexuality and playing with Tantra. And most of my clients are working one-on-one. Not all of them are even working with partners. I practiced all of this on my own way before I introduced my partner to it. So when we're talking about like listening to your body, right? Like you asked me to close my eyes and take a deep breath. I want to like make sure because, you know, obviously I've, I've been to 
sex talks. I've read the, some of the books, right? Like we have discussed. I've hosted other guests where we've like tiptoed on the edge of this subject a little bit. And I think that because I've had like a very, very preliminary level of exposure to this, I like know what you mean when you're like take a deep breath and like go down, go like feel it in your pussy. We're not talking about like, am I wet right now? We're talking about like, what's the answer? Like feel my body. Like could be a tingle. It can be a yes. I mean, sure. Like it's not. You got a message. Limits. You got a let's go. You might hear a message. You might hear a tingling. You might hear a little zing of excitement or feel a little zing of excitement. Everybody's different. I think that we need to kind of like slow down for long enough to like push past uncomfortability, right? Where we're uncomfortable. Not that it's like discomfort, like active discomfort. Discomfort seems like an action, right? Like uncomfortability with even being present and connecting with pussy. Because initially, right, when you're doing this, I'm like, I know where she's going with this. She's going to ask me to tap in, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to right now. But like, I actually do. I actually do because I know where the answer is. Like, that's where the real answer is. And so I think when we can slow down for long enough, like I said, to to really just allow ourselves to push past the uncomfortability to to arrive and just land there. I'm talking about pussy. Like it's root, right? Root chakra. Like all of this, like this base level pelvic pelvic bowl that you've that you've alluded to before. That's where it's at. It is, and we just have to like kind of be okay and trust the process. And that's where women women's power center is at, sacral and root, solar plexus, lower three chakras. That is where a woman's power comes from. And that is where intuition comes from. And that's where we create from. And that's where we can literally live our life from. And I get it because in the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't want to tap into either, right? In the very, very beginning, I tried to just infuse pussy into my day-to-day. And then I tried to infuse into my business. And I was so scared. And then it was infusing into relationships. Again, so scared. But literally, pussy runs my day-to-day 99% of the time now. So, but... How do you infuse it into the day-to-day? There's tools and practices to start putting in place, right? Start connecting. Start a sacred sexuality practice. It's like yoga. You can't, or going to the gym, working out. You can't just go, oh, I got muscles today. Like you have to build the muscle to reconnect. You have to slow down to reconnect. You have to talk to pussy. You have to start to do some sacred sexuality practices to empower and melt your conditioning, empower you and melt your conditioning all at once. And that's, you know, a lot of what I do. We're doing a little bit of top down, which is a little bit of talk and so forth. But it really is the somatic stuff, the bottom up, coming in and working with your body, getting in your body in a regular practice throughout the week to reconnect, to see what's there, to see what else comes up, to see what other fears come up, to fear what, see what other negative messages come up. And it's fun. It's actually learning how to live a life based on pleasure, not just in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, I I pick what clothing I'm putting on as to what would make me feel the most sexy today. What do I want to eat? I let pussy this morning change the color of the couches that I ordered yesterday. I was like, wait a minute. I was too busy yesterday. I need to like lay down on the bed. And I did. And I looked at the photos again and I took some deep breaths. I'm like, yes or no, which one? And she told me exactly. And as soon as she did, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. Pussy picked my couches. (laughs) <laughs> I love that you brought up the um, pleasure, like live a life of pleasure and bringing pleasure in your daily life. You know, everybody who listens to my show knows that I was a professional dancer. I danced my whole life. And, you know, at some point that 
dance career took me, you know, I was an NBA dancer and that was a life of pleasure for me. And I'm not talking about like I was a stripper and hey, no shame, like no at all. Have like fun. you, right? Um, but like I was a professional dancer, like an actual trained professional dancer. And then somewhere along the line, I received a lot of shameful messaging about that. And so I just turned it off. I just turned yeah. it all the way off. And, and I denied that turn part off of you. myself. Right. And I turned off that part of myself, which was like turning off myself, like my whole. You literally numbed out with every single message that came at you. Yes. And then you have to because yeah. it hurts too much. It hurts too unless, bad. unless you can actually go. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you're the one who's holding the shame right now and I'm going to own my body. Absolutely. And and I just, I remember thinking like, man, and every time, you know what was crazy, Kim, is that every time I took an, a dance class, like for adults, like a sexy, like dancing in your high heels class, like I felt good for a moment, but I felt bad too. I was like, no, 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 you're, you're a married woman. You shouldn't be doing this. You should, you have kids. Like you shouldn't be. So like, much messaging. Oh my gosh, all of it, right? And that's just like, I am a trained dancer. My whole but life. you can't enjoy it. I, but I'm just not to, allowed to enjoy it. Yeah. Isn't the crazy mess? They're crazy, crazy messages. And you know what? No, you are able to enjoy it. Pole dancing is powerful. I love pole dancing. My workouts are scheduled as pleasure workouts. My partner shares the schedule with me and I'm not changing it. It says pleasure workouts um, because I pick, pick Zumba. I pick what I want. I Everything. And if it's something I don't want to do, how can I make it more pleasurable? How can, what do I need? Do I need some music? Do I need, there's so many ways to insert more pleasure because pleasure is a nervous system reset. Oh, and all of this what? stuff we're trying, what? Pleasures, pleasure is a nervous system reset. Yes, it is. And all of this stuff we're trying to break through is dysregulating our nervous system because it's trauma, it's, it's societal and woman trauma. So we need as much nervous system resets as possible to do this work. And who doesn't want to live a life based on pleasure? Hello. <laughs> like, I, I want to live a life based on pleasure, like 100,000, 1,000%. What are the benefits of tapping into this power source? Like, what do we get on the other side of that? You want to hear what you get in relationship on the other side when you're met there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You want to hear my weekend? Mm. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. They're always like this. They're always like this. You get slowing down you get your partner you know making your matcha in the morning or your coffee in the morning and you get to receive it and say thank you and you get to play with pussy and cock massages and you get to go out and and just show up in a way that like ugh, is so delicious the communication being seen exactly for who you are Lummy. and being loved and being seen for exactly who you are and connecting on a level where there's actually nothing hidden anymore because there's no shame. Everything's out on the table and you've integrated it and healed it. And, you know, once in a while in the middle of the day, I might, you know, have a little tears or whatever. And it's still like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Just some emotion came up. Yeah, I'm glad. And it's accepted and it's received. And even in a pussy massage I received yesterday, emotion comes through. Every massage is different. And Saturday night, he's like, you're getting a pussy massage tomorrow. I'm like, okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's a full hour, full hour just for me, just for me. And it's beautiful. It's super healing because you literally can have like emotions come up. You can have rage come up. You can have pleasure come up. And to be seen and held in that way is so, so epic and amazing and beautiful. Everyone needs to be relating on this level. And this doesn't mean we don't work and we don't work hard and we don't 
you know, have a regular life. We do, but there's this different level that is available when you can truly do the healing and the reclamation and invite your partner in. Because to be honest, my partner has not done Tantra training. Okay. Only I have. I've invited him into all of it. So I want to give the audience like a a tangible way to kind of view this. And that's not to say that I have been living my life from a sexually sacred place for when, when things got hard for me in 2022. And for context, Kim, that's, you know, my mother had passed away. I was newly pregnant with my third baby, a, a daughter, my first daughter, which had its own whole thing, right? Where I'm having a, a, a daughter and this is like the woman to woman lineage that I'm about to pass on the trauma or be the, be the, the shift in the lineage, right? I did two boys and then a girl too. So I totally get it. it. Right. And that's when my trauma came to light. This is the Mm -hmm. moment where I'm having the girl, this is going to happen. So my mother died and I had had a, you know, a a tense relationship with my mom. I was pregnant with my daughter. My son had cancer. That's not funny. It's not funny. It's like how I'm I'm like laughing uncomfortably. It's not funny. Um, He was four years old when he was diagnosed. And so it was like a really, really difficult year, objectively difficult. My life was imploding. And we're like, how are you doing it? How are you saying like, you know, because Kim, I chose, I remember making an active choice to find the good. Yeah. I like, that's not to say that bad things don't happen to people. Like bad things happen all the time. And I'm relentlessly optimistic, delusionally optimistic. Like she's crazy. And you know what? People now, they see me in the street or wherever I am running, and they're like, you look like you are home, girlfriend. And I'm like, you know what? That's because I did come home. I did come home. I want everybody to have that. And for me, like that might have not, n- might not have been through like the avenue of sacred sexuality, right? But I was doing it, right? And so in itself, it maybe was the sacred sexuality, right? Even if I wasn't calling it that by name. You're playing with a lot of pleasure and choosing. Yeah. And it's the homecoming. That's what it is. Yeah. And I've been doing very similar in the last, what, eight weeks. In the month over Christmas, I had uh, four moves and a fire. I'm in an Airbnb right now. Don't spit your coffee. Oh, my uh, <laughs> Not kidding you. Four moves and a fire. And now we're moving in three more weeks back to a new so home. So sorry. I know. Crazy. It was moving day and the movers put two boxes on the stove and started a fire, literally. Right? But again, we chose pleasure. We chose routine. We chose the gym. We chose to go out for walks we chose to still ground no matter where we've been um and and take care of ourselves and what what do we need right now checking in what do we need and giving ourselves whatever we need through those hard times and that's that is actually how sacred sexuality and nervous system regulation and everyday pleasure all comes in and works it allows you to hold yourself through the hard times yes because there are hard times absolutely well kim you know This is a beautiful seed that I think that you have planted today. And this is just a glimpse. Like this is like the beginning of a much bigger conversation, life experience that people have access to, whether it's books, whether it's this podcast, whether it's, I mean, there's a there are so many people talking about this if you just open your ears, right? Like you just have to pay attention to it. So where can people find you so we can learn more? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, GetYourSexyBack.ca, CA for Canada. If you're going to like try and put .com, it goes nowhere because they won't sell those links. Make it nice and easy. My podcast is also Get Your Sexy Back. 
Instagram, Get Your Sexy Back Coach. Facebook, Kim Coffin. You can friend me personally. I also have a female identifying group called Get Your Sexy Back on Facebook. You can join anywhere in there. And I would, yeah, love to connect with you. If you want to learn more one-on-one, you want to talk privately and see what's for you and share more about what's going on with you, I'm happy to hop on a free call and and see. And if you're like not sure which of my programs or whatever would work, I would love to talk with you and um, go from there because there's so much available for you all. Yeah, it is the most incredible life. And this is what we're here for. We're here to heal. We're here to find who we are and to live our life aligned with our purpose and to show our children that this is what we're here for. Kim, this is awesome. You're awesome. Thank you. I really enjoyed connecting with you. This has been amazing. I'm so happy that we got to share this. You know, like I had a whole list of questions that I didn't even feel like I needed to touch because it just felt so organic and natural and easy. So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to share as we, you know? Mm, That feels aligned. Um, If people are listening and they want to hop in, my most recent coming up, I guess, program get your sexy back program is coming up in february 20th if you want to taste and you want to find out a little bit more how this all works check it out on my website so get your sexy back program um i'd love to have you in there either way that's the last thing yeah thank you so much this podcast was brought to you by sauna skin studio be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. This episode of The No with Nikki Spo was brought to you by Toyota of North Miami. Thank you so much for listening to The No. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams.